Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. This is uh, Earl Stewart. I'm in a studio here, radio studio, with a bunch of experts on automotive. And we're here for the next two hours to answer your questions. For you newbies out there that haven't heard the show before, I'm a recovering car dealer, and uh, this is my team. I have been in the business since 1968, long, long time. Had multiple dealerships. I've owned many different franchise and brands. Uh, currently, in full disclosure, I am a Toyota dealer, uh, and I want to be very clear up front that uh, this is not an infomercial. You will not hear anybody try to sell you uh, a car on this show. We, we are not here to talk about our dealership. We're here to talk about how you can avoid being ripped off by car dealers uh, when you're buying, leasing, maintaining, repairing your car. It's a sad fact that buying a car is a, a treacherous experience, uh, particularly today uh, during this terrible corona uh, pandemic that we find ourselves uh, is actually even more difficult and dangerous in uh, economically speaking, to buy a car. Uh, also, physically speaking, come to think of it, because we've been mystery shopping car dealerships, by the way, uh, for a long, long time. And since the coronavirus, most of the times when we send our mystery shopper in to a car dealership, nobody's wearing a mask. We have to ask that the salespeople or managers put masks on. And uh, I don't want to give away the mystery shopping report that we're going to have at the end of this show, but same thing happened again. Walked in, nobody wearing a mask. Hard to believe, but uh, sad, sad truth. So that's what we're doing in the studio here. We're, we're here to help you any way we can. Uh, we're going to try not to go off on pontification about uh, all the stuff we know about cars. We'd rather answer your specific questions. And it isn't uh, confined just to buying or leasing. Uh, I got a guy sitting here to my right. His name is Rick Kearney. He's been with me for 25 plus years. Uh, he knows just about everything there is to know about the mechanics, the electronics, the computerization of cars. And uh, if you got a question, I know a lot of people are a bit nervous right now about going into the service department. You don't want to go to the retail store. You don't want to go to a car dealership. I don't blame you. Uh, particularly the elderly, elderly folks like me. Uh, we just don't want to hang out in a place with a bunch of people, especially when they're not wearing masks. Uh, so what do you do if you got a little problem with your car? Uh, call 877-960-9960. And if, if you didn't write it down, maybe you should. You might not have a question now. Grab a pencil, 877-960-9960. And Rick Kearney, sitting to my right here, uh, as I say, he's batting about 990. We don't have all the answers, but we have Google if uh, we don't have the answer. And uh, you'll, you'll find out oftentimes that the problem you're worried about is not all that serious. I think, uh, Rick, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
what is it, 75% of the time when the check engine light goes on, it's just a loose gas cap, right? At least that amount. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So here you are driving on the highway. You're nervous anyway. We're in the middle of a world uh, pandemic. And all of a sudden, flash, on comes your check engine light. You don't know if your transmission's getting ready to blow up. Uh, your airbag's going to go off. Uh, your engine's going to stop. Chances are you got a loose gas cap. You can pull over to the side of the road safely. You can get out and just twist that gas cap. And about 75% of the time, that check engine light will go out. That's the kind of stuff Rick is here for. Noises. Hey, yeah, Rick. Now, it, it will take a little while before it turns off oh, if that's point. what it is. Yeah. Because the computer has to see that problem go away. Yeah. But then, well, it, then it will turn itself off. That's why you've got Rick. See, I forgot about that. You got, you have a computer that's got to recognize when a change has been made. And so if you're doing that and you turn and twist it tight and you get back in the car, check engine line is still there. Don't worry. Hopefully in, what, 15 minutes, 10 minutes? Well, it actually goes by the uh, times that you start the car. And it's usually about 40 times, 40 ignition cycles. If the computer no longer sees that problem, it will automatically turn that light off. So if I wanted to uh, really push the issue, I could just crank the car up 40 times and turn it off 40 times. And, and odds are <laughs> it will turn itself off. See, I'm learning stuff. I, yep. uh, I, excuse me. I'm, Rick and I are going to, you know, we'll talk for an hour. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> but uh, really, I tell you, the guy's a fountain of information. And, uh, and we got Stu Stewart. He's sitting right across from me here. He's my son, hey. general manager of the uh, dealership that we, we own. And uh, uh, how long have you been in the business? Uh, um, I started on May 1st, 1997. So wow. I don't know. Add that up. Time flies. 24 years. You were wearing think. short pants, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. I was wearing a tie. Oh, okay. I, back then, we had to wear <laughs> white shirts and ties. Anyway, uh, Sue's in the trenches. He sees what goes in day by day by day. Uh, he's the uh, spy master general of our mystery shopping report. He recruits, trains, and administers the mystery shopping report. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of my game here, but we had a uh, mystery uh, anonymous feedback. That's another way you can get hold of us, by the way, is uh, youranonymousfeedback.com, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, anybody anywhere can uh, ask us a question or tell us anything you want to tell us. You can insult us. You can praise us. You can uh, threaten us. Anything you want to do. We don't know who you are. You're totally anonymous. Really cool way. And we're finding a lot of people like that, not because they want to say nasty things. They just... You, know, you get hassled enough. If you yeah. call somebody on the phone, they got called their ID. People track everybody today. So if you want privacy, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Anyway, anonymous feedback, uh, want to know why we don't mystery shop ourselves. Ooh, but and, we do. And we do. And so uh, is, uh, we'll, we'll talk about They're that. They're just boring to read on the air because they're always perfect. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we recommend all car dealers that mystery shop themselves. Uh, yeah, we. I'll, I'll tell you right up front. We find some embarrassing things about our salespeople. We've got a sales force of about thirty people, and there's always a rotten apple in every barrel. And every now and then we find a rotten apple, but we don't have to. They don't you know, last. We, we coach. We don't fire people. We give them, uh. you know, second and third chances. We try to get people straightened out. That's what all car dealerships. In fact, all retail stores should do that. I mean, if you own a retail store, whether it's donuts or refrigerators, go in and pretend to buy a donut and see what happens. You might be shocked. So uh, we, we, we regularly mystery shop ourselves, and we regularly mystery shop for the past 17 years. Nancy and I started uh, the radio show 17 years ago, and uh, it's hard to believe. How many, 
every week uh, we'll have to add up the number of mystery shops so we pretty well blanketed south florida and we have uh yes next week we're starting with donut donut shops i'm going to start mr shopping donuts for you yeah that's a great idea <laughs> that'll be a reward for agent thunder we get a, he gets to do a donut shop uh and of course i'm talking about nancy uh uh, she is, the, to me, if I had to give a medal out, i give the medal out to Nancy because she actually built our show from a, a male, uh, kind of an exclusive male club. Uh, nobody called. It was just, uh, I don't know why. I mean, women drive cars. Uh, something about maybe being threatened, maybe feeling... I think a woman feels uneasy when she's alone. Like Nancy, she's in a room here full of men. We got every we got one, two, three, four, four men and one gal. So I think the women uh, weren't calling the show because nobody else was calling. So we had to kind of, you know, uh, seed the seed the pump. What do you call prime the pump with a few calls? And Nancy has offered. Man, you tell them about it, Nancy. What what are you doing to be sure we have a 50-50 balance, which you have achieved, by the way? Well, uh, I'd like to, uh, first of all, tell the ladies that uh, they have to, uh, they have to speak up. Uh, they have to let their voice be heard and they have to spread the word. We have to support each other. And uh, what we do here at Earl on Cars is uh, we recognize the ladies and we also uh, have a prize for them every single Saturday. Uh, we offer $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, you helped me to build this platform right here at Erlon Cars because you're an important part of, uh, well, you're, import you're an important part of the show. And by raising awareness and, and uh, helping me build the platform, we're increasing the number of ladies that give us a call. So. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I want to give, speaking of ladies, I'd like to give a special hello to uh, whomever is uh, listening uh, for the Attorney General, Ashley Moody. Uh, spread the word with her. She is an important part of this show and uh, the reason for that is that uh, she provides uh, consumer protection and uh, it, it, that's helping us because that's what we do every Saturday. We're helping to protect you from uh, the uh, uh, car dealers that are really doing business the wrong way. But the Attorney General Ashley Moody, she certainly could give us a boost uh, by supporting us and helping us to protect the consumer from fraud, from scams, uh, from all the uh, dangerous products that are out there uh, that are put into these vehicles that you're driving on the road. Hey, I've so got please. Ashley's telephone number. It's area code, this is Ashley Moody, the Florida Attorney General. I wrote it down last week in my notes. If you want to talk to Ashley Moody, you have a problem with a car dealer, you can file a complaint with the state attorney general's office. Let me tell you, when you get a letter from the attorney general's office, it gets attention because they can go straight at you. They don't need a court. You don't need a trial. They don't need a lawyer. If Ashley Moody decides you created a problem, they will issue you, a dealer meaning, uh, a fine, large fines. They can go as 
I guess as high as they want. If you want to call Ashley Moody and get that detail, area code 850-414-3300. Again, this is the Attorney General, the state of Florida, Ashley Moody, area code 850, that's Tallahassee area code, I believe, 414-3300. Write it down. Now put it in your wallet, put it in your purse. Next time you're car shopping, shoot a little email, shoot a little note, uh, call Ashley Moody and go on record with a complaint. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, as the Attorney General, she, she definitely has a top ranking uh, law enforcement position. And uh, you know, she holds all the strings and she definitely can help us. Remember uh, that telephone number that you can give a call and, and ask for Ashley. Her 850-414-3300. That's right. 850-414-3300. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. So take advantage of that. Uh, we're, we are going to go to Alan, who has been holding, and uh, he wants to talk to the Toyota guy. Good morning, Alan. <laughs> Good morning. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I have a question concerning uh, lease cars. Can you help me with that? Absolutely, Alan. Uh, I'm the Toyota guy. In fact, all the guys and gals in here are Toyota gals and guys. So what's your question? <laughs> Um, I was fortunate enough in 2018 uh, to lease a, a, an upscale uh, a car uh, for a three-year, 36-month lease, and I did a single pay. Uh, I don't like paying interest, so I saved up my money and I bought the uh, lease uh, up front. So, uh -huh. <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, now that it's uh, uh, car's been sitting in the garage for a little over two months because I'm not supposed to be outside to, because of the virus, etc. Yes. I sent a letter to uh, uh, the leasing company, Mercedes-Benz, uh, 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 and uh, never got a response. I got a response yesterday uh, in a phone call. I sent two letters. I actually sent three uh, asking what they were doing for people that in my situation. They're uh, talking about what they're doing for people that have, you know, want to, uh, that aren't paying their leases, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But uh, as far as I was concerned, they weren't doing anything, uh, either prorating or extending, et cetera. And uh, I got a call yesterday from somebody in the accounting department saying that at this time they're not doing anything. Huh. And uh, they said, when you get close to the end of the lease, to give us a call. And I said, well, my lease is up in January 4th. And I said, wouldn't I be calling now? It's the beginning of June in another day or so when right. I talked to her. And uh, uh, she said, well, they haven't done anything. Uh, do you, Am I wrong in suggesting this? Uh, or no. Alan, you're, I just no, let you're, it slide? you're correct. There are a lot of blessings like you that are in this boat. It caught everybody by surprise. What I do know is that all the leasing companies, as you learn, are offering to extend the leases and uh, in your case uh, you're just not driving the car and you've got you know six months until your lease is up I I've heard of no leasing company that has done anything in the way of forgiving the payments and my guess is there will be no leasing companies that will forgive the payments uh, they've deferred them uh, 
I beg your pardon? They've deferred them, but they're deferred, not yeah, exactly. going to pay you. So uh, you can, you can uh, if you have a, if it's an economic handicap, in your case it doesn't sound like it is, it's just a matter of I'm not driving the car, I, I feel I can't drive the car, therefore why should I have to pay the payments? And I don't think any leasing companies are going to make accommodate that. Now it might happen because I think the Mercedes wants to sell you another car and uh, or lease you another car. The dealer does. The manufacturer would like that to happen. So if enough people like you uh, uh, raise the issue, there could be something, a special concession, uh, probably tied toward another lease or another purchase. You can count on this. If they make a concession, it's only going to happen if you lease another Mercedes or buy another Mercedes. If you decide to get a BMW, uh, they're not going to help you in any way at all. But uh, I would also go in writing, Alan. I would. Uh, you've, you've had a phone conversation. Uh, I would do an email uh, to the to the Mercedes leasing folks. That way, you're on record in writing. Copy the dealer, and uh, even if they don't accommodate you, you have that in writing on the record later on if you need to uh, pursue this further. Uh, thank you. I have uh, done what you've suggested, uh, and like I said, I. Uh, Mine, I prepaid the lease, so it's paid in full. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I, I did send a letter to, uh, three letters now, emails, to Mercedes uh, customer service at the financial services and uh, copied the dealer. The dealer responded, and uh, uh, they actually never got back to the dealer either. He sent an email to them also. Yeah. And I'm not looking for anything special. I'm not looking for money back or anything really. I said, are, are you giving a mileage break? I, if I, if I don't use uh, you know, close to the mileage that I was supposed to use, are you going to rebate the mileage like you charge me when I go over the mileage, uh, or what? So that was my question. So, and so they, you say I don't, at this time, I, I don't think they will do that, Alan. I think that, as I say, if there are enough people in, in, in your shoes, they might consider it. But you're in a rare pair of shoes because very few people uh, do the one-pay lease. That's uh, most people can't afford to do that, and and I understand your reason for it. It makes sense, uh, prepaying a lease. But uh, uh, not one not one out of a thousand lessees is prepaying a lease. So you're unique, and that's probably going to work against you because uh, if there were uh, hundreds of thousands of Mercedes lessees that were in the same situation. Uh, they'd come up with something. With you, you're unique. Uh, the, the best thing they got going for them, for you, is uh, buying another Mercedes. They want you to buy or lease another Mercedes. And uh, they might come up with an incentive uh, to have you do so, and you're just going to have to wait. I'm sorry I can't give you any more encouragement. Okay, well, that's fine. I just want an, an independent uh, uh, opinion on it. How does that sound? And uh, yeah. I appreciate your uh, and, and I enjoy your show. I listen to it as much as I can, and uh, thank you for all you do. Well, call again, please, Al. Uh, I'd be interested to see how this works out. If you hear something different from Mercedes, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, take care of yourself, and uh, please stay with the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good day. Thank, thank you, Alan. Give us a call again. Uh, I mentioned earlier about the most important way uh, that you can become a female advocate, and you're probably already there, and that's by speaking up. Uh, ladies, we have $50 for the first two new lady callers, uh, so uh, give us a call, say hello, ask a question, uh, whatever you feel comfortable with, 877-960-9960, 
or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I mention often www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Take advantage of it. Let Rick, your voice be heard. Yeah, Rick's got a YouTube over here. Yep. We got a couple of them, actually. Uh, Mark Ryan first is asking, could you provide an overview of how the auto auction process works, costs, etc.? Uh, number one, if the dealer purchases vehicles through the auction, and number two, if a dealer sells vehicles through an auction. Thanks. Yeah, the auction is uh, actually almost a monopoly. It's called Mannheim. There are a few independent auctions left, but Mannheim is uh, just about, uh, you know, owns 90% of them, I'd say, in the United States. An interesting thing has happened with auto auctions. It's a, it really is a lifeblood of most car dealers. Uh, we not only buy cars at auction, we sell cars at auction. Yeah, it's uh, extremely uh, high-tech now. Online has become a re reality. We, uh, we're buying most of our cars online now. There was a time where you had to go out physically and uh, touch the car, and look at the car, and, and stand there and bid just like you see these auctions, you know, and on television and whatnot, if you've ever been to a live auction. It's all online now, and uh, they have the rules set up and the standards so that you're pretty well assured of buying the, uh, the car you wanted to buy. Uh, you're protected in case there's a problem with the car. You, you can get your money back. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's extremely well done. Uh, you can stay home, and uh, and we have one person in our dealership, and uh, he has a, a bank of televisions in his in his uh, home, and he's a perfect example of working out of your home. And he can stand there and buy or sell a hundred cars in a few hours, uh, and uh, it actually works out better. So yeah, uh, we even buy a car dealer. Sometimes we'll buy cars at auctions. Custom, you know, I have a person coming to buy a used car. We don't have that used car, but they're looking for a particular color, uh, year, make, model, brand. Uh, you go to the auction where th thousands of cars are being sold, especially online. I say you go to the auction, you, you, you look on your PC, and you can buy a car anywhere in the United States and probably find something very close to the one that the person wants. So, yeah, the, uh, the auction is a real, real important part of... Uh, automobile dealerships today. Cool. And Crocketeer Den is asking, uh, I love the guy's name here, uh, I have a 2011 Camry. Although my transmission fluid cannot be checked, but can Toyota change my transmission fluid? Well, now, yeah, you answer that one. Yeah, the reason for this is a lot of cars now, a lot of manufacturers are going to what's known as a sealed transmission. The fluid level is set by the factory when they put it in the car, and they're using fluids now that, for the life of the car, really don't ever need to be changed. So there's no dipstick anymore, there's no checking the fluid, and even in the repair manual, Toyota actually tells us, if there's no leaks, then the fluid level is correct. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, for an old-timer like me, it's hard for me to get it through my head that a transmission fluid or any any fluid that you have can last the life of a car because the life of a car today is not you know four or five years is is 15 or 20 years right and it's just hard for me to get through my head but it's true right I mean it's a now you no know, you're the expert however if you do there are some of us that say yeah you know but I still want to get it changed just about any good good shop including out uh, aftermarket shops but especially any dealership
will have a machine known as a transmission flush machine. And basically what this machine does is you hook it up to the cooler lines for the transmission. It drains out the old fluid and pumps fresh new fluid in. The exact amount gets exchanged. And then there are procedures for checking and setting the fluid level in the transmission properly to make sure it's at the proper level. Well, let, me, let me jump in there with this comment. Uh, you said, yeah, but I still, some people still feel like they want to do it. You know, sometimes some people feel like jumping off a cliff. Some people feel like uh, drinking cyanide. I'm, exa well, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm exaggerating. The point is, and you said the, you said the word flush. When you go into a car dealership today, car dealerships are starving in the service department in many instances because of the fact that the cars are so maintenance free. And an example here is what we're talking about, transmission fluid, uh, uh, radiator fluid, uh, what are some other fluids I'm missing? Uh, coolant. Uh, coolant. But, but, yeah, coolant uh, but coolant flushes, there are, there are some legitimate coolant flushes which are part of the factory recommended thing and I learned yeah. that. Because yep. I had a nice letter from a from a customer described a very good experience, but she also said yeah. I had to do a coolant flush, and I I panicked for a second. It was a high mileage car, and it was like at a hundred and something thousand miles. It called for a, a coolant um, yes. replacement. Yeah. Toyota recommends replacing engine coolant on most of the cars now at a hundred and fifty thousand miles, and every fifty thousand yeah. miles. I saw after red that. though. But I'm the like, message I thought before we on. get off on a tangent, yeah. the message I want to alert people to. When you go into a service department, whether it's independent or otherwise, and the service salesperson, they'll call themselves advisors or associates or scientists, I don't know what they, what they are as salespeople. They get paid a commission, the more service they sell you, the more money they make. So uh, the factory recommended maintenance today on a modern car is minimal. I mean, I'm talking minimal uh, compared to what it used to be. Rule number one, don't ha have anything done to your car unless it's recommended by the owner's manual. And if someone tries to sell you a flush, this is one of the most exploited, uh, people are taking advantage of more with flushes than anything else. It sounds yep. real good. You gotta flush out your system. You gotta flush it out, we'll clean it out. Uh, your car will run better, it'll run smoother. Nonsense. If the factory owner's manual does not tell you you should have this flushed, and the transmission is an example. You never have to have it flush. Even if you feel like having it flush, don't have it flush. It's just going to be wasting your money. Right. Okay. And the last one I've got here is from High C. Says, hello from Kentucky. A repair question. My wife's 2016 Toyota Sienna has periodic issues with cruise control. Last weekend, the engine light came on, track off, and the cruise was in op. Any ideas? Thanks. Uh, well, the first thing is cruise control quite often gets turned off by the computer when you have a check engine light situation oh. if there's something going on in the electronics for the engine. It, it's just one of those safety features where they try to avoid having cruise control because if something goes wrong, they want the driver to be in direct control of that vehicle at See, that moment. I didn't moment. know that. I've been in the business 50 plus years. I never knew that. Amazing. Well, just like cruise control can also be uh, connected if you have automatic wipers that detect the rain on the windshield. Uh -huh. When your automatic wipers detect rain and start activating, it'll shut off the cruise control because yeah. the cruise is not recommended in the rain because of safety issues. I know a, lot of people just, a lot of people just think hmm. 
you know, my acoustics all not working right. Right. They should tell. They should tell people like that. Tell me. Thank you. So mm -hmm. in the, in the your case, I see. My recommendation: you need to get those uh, that check engine light diagnosed and find out what's going on there to see is it that the cruise control issue is simply a sympathetic problem or is it being is maybe it the center problem and that because cars are so complicated on this we need a lot more information to try to really diagnose it so you'll need to go somewhere and get that check engine light checked out and find out what's going on there and don't forget to uh, tighten your gas cap and then start yep. your car uh, and turn it off <laughs> 40 times. Really? That's uh, that's Rick keeping us informed. Give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, I, uh, Rick, are you are you finished? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, I have a um, I have a text that I'd like to uh, share with all of you, and it's from Janet. And uh, her and her girlfriends were out uh, looking at cars. Janet wants to purchase a car. And her girlfriend said to her, uh, you better watch out for the box. And uh, she is just frightened to death uh, because she didn't know what the box was, you know. So they started talking amongst each other. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll inf give you some information. And then we'll, let, uh, we'll ask Earl to detail this. Uh, but the box. Um, that's a slang in the car business, and it's uh, it's it's it refers to the finance and insurance uh, offices. And you'll walk in there, and there'll be so many papers that you're going to sign that you become overwhelmed. And also, the most important thing for you to keep in mind that is the most profitable profitable part of purchasing your vehicle. So they're right. Watch out for the box. Now. Earl can yeah, sh a, Earl share a, some details with I'm us. I'm going to uh, tell the details, but i got a great picture about the boxes in this week's automotive news. That's a trade journal for all car dealers and all auto manufacturers around the world. Excuse and me for uh, just for a second. Henry, uh, give us a call back. Uh, Henry was on hold from Jupiter, oh. and I just noticed that uh, he hung up. He might be calling back in a moment. Yeah, please call back, Henry. We, uh, we're sorry we miss you. We'd love to have you call. In case you didn't write the number down, 877-960-9960. You can call us at 877-960-9960. Now we're talking about the box, which is the F&I department. And Nancy just says this is the most profitable department in a car dealership. Today's automotive news, this week's automotive news, our trade journal, has a picture of uh, the mobile F&I office. <laughs> and it's very, it's a, kind of an inside joke. Uh, it's frightening. Yeah, Sue and I uh, laughed about this and anybody in the car business. Uh, that's how uh, important it is to the car dealers. They're mobilizing the F&I department because without the F&I department, the most car dealers would go broke. I think uh, it's a fair statement. If, if they took away the finance and insurance income uh, from the box, uh, almost all car dealerships would go under. It's a huge profit center. Uh, they make money on the interest rate and a lot of products that they sell you. Some, some are good, some are bad. Uh, most of them are overpriced. But, uh, uh, Stu, you... Uh, I will tell you, the last thing I would ever want to do would be get in the back of a van <laughs> in the middle of a coronavirus <laughs> yeah. pandemic with a finance manager in a mobile box. That is like a... 
That is really unpleasant. Maybe if they set up like a nice, you know, folding chairs and a table behind the van, that would be a little bit nicer. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it's called the box. I mean, um, it's kind of funny. Um, it's become such a prevalent term. I've actually heard salespeople um, say to their customer, okay, just be a few more minutes, we'll get you in the box and we'll get you on your way. <laughs> and, Not realizing it's a derogatory term. Oh, I've term. corrected sales. Yeah. I was like, you, yeah. don't, you don't say that. The box, uh, the reason they call it the box is you got them trapped. You know, um, usually the, in the earlier parts of the car buying process, you know, you're out on the sales floor, you're driving in a car, the customer can leave, you know, they train salespeople to get as much control, mm -hmm. but when you get them in the box, uh, they're not literally locked in, but you're kind of in an enclosed space. Um, it's every the tone gets a little bit more serious because now you're doing official, you're doing contracts and DMV paperwork, so it has an air of um, of, of importance. They call the um, salespeople who sell the these insurance products. They call them um, finance managers, and um, I don't I don't think in my or maybe twenty a business manager or business manager. But yeah. I've never met a finance manager that had a finance degree. Or any other real credentials, other than that they sold cars for a long time. And They're were, salespeople, and super, super yeah. salespeople. Yeah. yeah, but they are. In fairness, though, um, it's a hard job. There's a lot of uh, painstaking details and paperwork. So they have to get everything right. Contracts have to be right. So it is. It's, it's a lot of hard work. But the sales part of it is um, where the notoriety comes from. And a mobile box. Um, when you sent me that email, I'm about fell out of my chair when I yeah. saw it. Yeah. Okay, where are good. we on okay, uh, YouTube? Let me finish up with yeah. uh, Janet real quick. And uh, Bob, thanks for holding. I'll get to you in just a moment. Uh, uh, Janet, I, I just want to let you know it doesn't have to be a frightening situation. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I'd look forward to it. The reason? You do your homework. You never walk into the well, box or the finance. Well, you want to go in there with a quote from your credit union and your bank. Once, don't go into the finance department at a dealership which we're talking about, the box, don't even go in there until you have been quoted the best terms and rate from your bank and or credit union. If they can be competitive and give you a better deal, fine. And don't buy anything uh, that they try to sell you in there until you have analyzed it and evaluated it because there are a number of products. Uh, there can be three, four, five, ten different products they'll try to sell you. Absolutely. I couldn't have put it at all any, any other way. Uh, and uh, uh, Janet, uh, your homework is extremely important. And uh, please, uh, that extended warranty and all of these things that they just throw at you in the box, make sure you do your homework before you walk in there. Knowledge is power. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Bob from West Palm Beach. Thank you for holding, Bob. Okay, good morning. Good morning. I have a question for Earl. Uh, I have, uh, would you believe it, a uh, uh, 2003 Honda Civic. Hmm. It has only 77,000 miles. Why? And, well, because I, I used to Every year I take a long, a big trip out west. I go, I you name, you name it, the, the whole west, uh -huh. and I stay two, three months. And then when I worked, when I worked, I had, I didn't need a car. You know, was was all the winter season. Sure. But anyway, it's all documented. I have, I have all, every repair work, every uh, oil change. I have documented, and. What is the best way to sell this car? I cannot drive anymore. I see. 
Well, you, it's, it's a better uh, environment right now for selling a used car than it's been for a long time. Back in 2003, uh, if you bought that car new, it was a whole different uh, scenario. Today, uh, there are a number of ways you can get prices on your car. Uh, the easiest way to sell a car is doing it uh, is a wholesale number. Uh, there are people out there more than ever before, especially with automation, online, digital going. Um, you can take your car. I don't. Are you anywhere near a CarMax uh, used car? They're the largest used car dealers. In well, I didn't, I'm in West Palm Beach, the south end of West Palm Beach. So. Yeah, they're in Boynton on um, on I-95. If uh, you can get a bid from uh, CarMax, uh, there's also. CarMax. I'm writing this. Yeah, C A R M A X. I believe there's yeah. one in uh, uh, north and. Yeah, uh, I I know where that is. Uh, good. They'll give yeah. you a bid on the car. You have to bring it in. They'll appraise it, and it's good for five days. Two years. I was going to ask so, Bob. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Um, can you? Do you have to sell it like right now? Um, I, I well, I don't have to sell it, but it's sitting in my garage, and okay. I I turn it on once in a while, you know, just to. I would advise get, just get waiting just a little bit um, because what we've seen right now, the even though we've seen some recovery in it, the used car prices, the market has have been pretty depressed by the by the pandemic, and a lot of the auctions shut down. So we're the values that are that we're seeing are, are kind of depressed. They're going to come back probably during the summer. So if you could wait maybe until maybe July or yeah, so. Yeah, my August, insurance yeah. is paid. Doesn't matter if well, you can start the process now, uh, Bob, and you can also, there's another company called WeBuyAnyCar.com. Uh, that's an online company. I don't have a computer, but I have we, okay. we buy any car. Yeah, we, we, it's a we buy, uh, just like you run all the words together, W-E-B-U-Y-A-N-Y-C-A-R.com. Yeah, we, any, any car. Yeah, WeBuyAnyCar.com. Uh, and there's uh, Carvana. Another online company, uh, you can call them. These these companies will come out and look at your car and give you a price. Carvana, C A R V A N A, uh, WeBuyAnyCar.com, uh, CarMax. You have to take your car to them. Uh, yeah. But these, these are the nice thing about this is you might get too low a price from one, but if they need the car, uh, the price will I be good. I don't need it. No, no I the, cannot drive anymore. If, if I CarMax, gave up my life. I understand. If CarMax needs the car, what I'm saying is that being able to shop and compare it with several buyers, bidders, is a, is something we never had before. And of course, another way to get a price, and this is a little harder, you need to go to a Honda dealer and go to the used car manager and ask him what would you pay yeah. for your car and as, and as <laughs> yeah, Stu said <laughs> j just be sure they know that you don't want to buy another car you're just trying to sell your car and you can get uh one or two bids uh, three bids from honda dealers and you can do carvana we buy any car.com and carmax uh that's a that's a real advantage to a seller to get five bids and then Wait, you know, uh, wait a month or two and do and do it again if you don't mind working. Yeah, that I hard. don't have to. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my like I said, my insurance is paid. Yeah. And I explained to the insurance company, and they they gave me a, they made me a deal. I don't yeah. know. What and if you have a friend, uh, you know, I wouldn't try to sell my car retail 
uh, on uh, you know, Craigslist or Facebook or something like that. It's just too much of a hassle, and it can be dangerous that people try to take advantage of you. But if you have a friend or a relative, uh, a 2003 Honda Civic with only 77,000 miles, there are a whole lot of people out there that would love to have a car like that. You've got yeah, all the records. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's always in the kept in the garage, you know. Exactly, yeah. If uh, anybody out there, we're, we're, we're on the radio now, uh, a lot of people, thousands of people, if you're interested in buying a 2003 Honda Civic with only 77,000 miles, and uh, Bob has got all the re repair records, and he wants to sell it, uh, you can text us uh, with uh, what you... Well, I, I cannot do that. I can't give you my phone number. No, 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 no. I was going to say you could call back in next week, and uh, we, we could uh, get your contact information. We would send it to you. I'm not going to ask you to give your phone All number right. over there. Okay, that's very kind of you. Sure. Yeah. If uh, okay, folks out there listening, if uh, Bob's got a 2003 Honda Civic with 77,000 miles, if you're interested, he has all the repair records, and um, uh, offer him uh, make a make a bid. We'll tell Bob about it next week. When he calls in, we'll send the information to him. Uh, well, off the very air. kind of you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling, Bob. I used to be a customer of yours. I used to have a Pontiac, but that's in Flamingo Drive. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way back. Yeah. That's a long, uh, 1928 South Dixie. That's right. Yeah. My, my, no, father, my father started that dealership in 1937. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they made a picture on the frame. Then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was then. Yeah. Well, Bob, thanks, right. so, thanks so much I for the call. Thank you a lot. That, that's very kind. Oh, you're welcome. Stay I in touch with us, Bob, so we can pass that information along to you next week. Next week, okay. Thank All you. All right. Very thank much. you so much. Um, I have a text that I really have to get to. Um, I overlooked it. It's from May the 22nd, and it's uh, questions on factory extended warranties price fixing in Florida. Um, <clears throat> higher on Nancy, I purchased a new Subra in October from a dealer in South Florida. During the purchase, I declined their offer for the Subaru's extended warranty. I wanted to use some time to learn about these products and the prices. So I shopped around for prices on the Subaru. Added Security Gold Plus. I called several Subaru dealers to obtain prices. The dealers in Florida said their prices are regulated. I don't understand what they mean by regulated. Who is the regulator? I found a dealer in Connecticut that sells the same Subaru added Security Gold Plus for several hundred dollars lower than what the Florida dealers quoted. After further review, the dealer in Connecticut called to tell me he cannot sell his extended warranty product to because he is precluded to selling it to Florida car owners. The Connecticut deal said they are several states, there are several states and have some similar restrictions. Can this be accurate? This sounds to me like a restraint on free trade. What do you know? Thanks, Howard. Howard, very perceptive. Uh, uh, the way you describe that, I think there is uh, some room for investigation into uh, restraint of trade. The Florida law, however, is uh, is uh, can be a good thing. Uh, a lot of states are unregulated. In Florida, uh, you have to register the price of your warranty uh, with the state insurance commissioner, and uh, it it saves you the experience of going into the box or the finance department 
where they sell you an extended warranty, and then they sell it for all the money they can get. In other words, they'll have a warranty, and it may be good, it may be medium or bad. They'll sell it to you for $1,000, $2,000, $5,000. In some states, it's totally unregulated. In Florida, they're saying, if you want to sell an extended warranty, you have to register the price, and you cannot vary from that. And even though it is designed, it sounds like you might be able to get a better deal if you could hypothetically buy a warranty in another state. Um, it's kind of like a casino. The house always wins um, when we compare ourselves to other uh, uh, dealers outside of Florida that don't have regulated insurance products and the sky's the limit. Sure, they can discount it, but they can also, uh, they can also get you. Uh, we tend to make quite a bit less money on warranty sales than the dealers outside of Florida for that very reason. But I think where Howard's uh, restraint of trade is, is pertinent, and I, I hope we have some lawyers out there listening, uh, this is a national issue. If uh, Subaru has a warranty and they have a suggested price for the warranty and the dealers in Kentucky selling Subaru sell it at that price and the Subaru dealers in Florida uh, have registered the price higher uh, to to deny a Floridian the right to buy a uh, warranty in Kentucky for the carb because of state law, that smells to me. I think... Uh, yeah, there's the, something there. Yeah. But I would say that probably on average, uh, in Kentucky, they're probably paying more for that warranty because... Uh, yeah, but we're, not, yeah but we're talking about a Subaru warranty. We're talking about specific. And I, I think that it's worth a letter. I, I'm worth consulting with an attorney on that. I just think that... If I can, let's, it would be like uh, buying a refrigerator, uh, uh, a Westinghouse refrigerator, a Frigidaire or whatever, uh, in one state, and you, you, they wouldn't sell it in another state at that price, even if you bought it in that state. So uh, if I'm a Floridian and I drive to Kentucky and they won't sell me that uh, warranty for the price that it's sold in Kentucky, that, that's, that's you a... You probably could if you registered it in Kentucky. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank okay. you very much. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Howard, and uh, I hope I hear from you at uh, Earl on Cars. Uh, and I apologize for not being able to respond to you and the others, uh, but there seems to be a glitch in, in that uh, situation. That's all I can call it. It's been there for a long time. One more text, and this is uh, my apologies for not getting back to you uh, immediately, and I hope I don't botch your name, but it's Prabhava. And uh, that uh, comes from us uh, from uh, Oregon. So um, this is uh, seeing information regarding car purchase. Thank you very much. Hi, Earl and Nancy. I came across your YouTube channel when I searched for car leases, buyout negotiations. It was a six-year-old video, and I explored your channel and found that you have a radio show. Great job. Your knowledge of your show, I am sure, is helping a huge number of car buyers. I live in the Pacific time zone, so could not text you my question during the 8 to 10 uh, Eastern Standard Time today. Uh, thank you for the uh, email, and uh, thank you for uh, listening, uh, watching the uh, YouTubes. Uh, Jonathan does a fabulous job uh, with them and uh, they're all extremely informative. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I see by the look in Stu's eyes, he's got several texts. The dreamy look. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. 
before you even begin. (laughs) Tina, hello. Tina from Bonita Springs. Good good morning. How are y'all doing? Well, thank you. We're doing great, Tina. Thanks. Well, I was going to talk to Rick about tires, but, you know, the previous conversation, so I'll have to hold off, Rick. I'm sorry. But uh, I was, you were talking earlier about buying a car from one state when you live in another. And my dad went through a sort of experience where he bought a, a beautiful used Lexus SUV over here in Naples, Florida. And the Toyota dealerships remain Toyota. They're very good. But my mom and dad live in Georgia. He bought the car in Florida. And it took forever for him to get his license plate straightened out and the registration and everything because... He bought a car from out of state. So uh, I was thinking, uh, Earl, maybe you can talk about some of the complications that can happen if you live in one state, but you buy it another. Well, almost all the states, in fact, I think all 50 states do have reciprocal agreements with each other. Uh, each state has different uh, rules with registrations, uh, license plates, and so on, so on. So if you buy, if you live in Florida, if you're a resident in Florida, and you buy a car in Massachusetts or Kentucky or California, then the person from whom you buy the car, the dealer, uh, the title clerk in the dealership uh, will arrange for you to title it in the state of your residence. If you're going to, if you're, we have a lot of snowbirds in Florida, as you know, a lot of people come down from Mm -hmm. New York and Canada and things like that. Uh, And so when they buy a car, they live in New York or New Jersey, so we have our, the car titled for them in New York, or they can do it themselves. We put a, we put a uh, transit tag, a paper tag, you see them a lot on cars, and that paper tag is good for 20 or 30 days, uh, giving them time to get back to their home state, and then they can not have to pay the sales tax twice and pay the proper fee for the registration and license plate. So it's, it gets a little complicated, and there's some states that make it very difficult. Yeah. Stu has a point. Yeah, something that, the states that are truly reciprocal, um, basically you pay, the, you pay the dealer in Florida the sales tax the, or the registration there, and that gets transferred up to the DMV up in the state where you're registering it. There are other ones that is not reciprocal, so you would actually buy the car and only pay the dealer the um, well his price um, and whatever dealer fees he slips in, but then the sales tax and registration would be handled directly, like Earl said, um, when you do it on your own in another state. I think, Matt, it was kind of funny you brought up Massachusetts. I think Massachusetts is one that's not reciprocal. I've got to double check on it. Um, so They're the most the, difficult to deal with. They're one of them, yeah. And um, so, but basically it's, uh, but it is all, um, it's, it's, it's handled by the dealer um, unless the state is not um, fully reciprocal and then you got to go do it on your own. But yeah, I, when my mom and dad got ready to drive home, his tag was like on the last three or four days and he was starting to get a little bit nervous about it, but he did end up finally getting his plate, so it all worked out. But Florida, George, is not necessarily the easiest transaction. No. Yeah, it's, uh, it can be uh, frustrating we, because we do so much of it at our dealership. Uh, we have uh, so many people that live out of state. You know, we're really good at it. Uh, and uh, other states, I'm sure, uh, you, you, can, you can get messed up. You should be sure that they understand what they're doing wherever you buy your car and so that it'll go smoothly. Because the last thing you want to do is to, is to buy a new car, take it home, and then your temporary tag expires and you don't have a license plate. And uh, we, even we get calls from customers saying, my temp tag expired, what happened? Yeah. And they're worried they're going to get pulled over and get a ticket. So uh, 
try to straighten all that out up front, especially for out-of-state purchases. Yeah, I agree. And start working on that the very first day. Don't wait like two weeks or half the time yeah. between now and when your temporary tag expires. Work on it right away that we can get it cleared. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Tana. Well, thanks very much uh, uh, for the call. We're glad you're back online. We worried about you there for a while, but uh, you're going to be calling us every week, right? You promise? I'm going to try my best. And, um, <laughs> you know, before I, before, before, I, before I leave, ladies, Nancy and I cannot do this by ourselves. We need you. So please call in. Amen. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Tina. It's great to hear your voice. Thank you. And it's uh, great uh, for your encouragement to uh, support the ladies and encourage them to give us a call because they can win $50 the first two new lady callers. Give us a call, 877-960-9960, and win yourself $50, lady. Please speak up and let your voice be heard. Okay, text. Yeah, we got, we got a ton. They've been piling up. Real quick, aren't, don't some states you have to um, uh, pay property tax on your vehicle? I, th I think so, yeah. It's kind of strange, yeah. So when you do your annual uh, taxes, you got to include yeah. your home and your vehicle. Yeah. I'm glad that is not the case here. Pretty soon they'll be taxing dogs. That's right. Dogs are property. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, okay, here's one. This came in. Uh, I guess somebody was listening to this show this morning. It says, um, uh, put the likelihood, this is anonymous feedback, by the way, put the likelihood of Ashley Moody giving a blank on aintgonnahappen.com. <laughs> well, it's true. And uh, we just think pressure sometimes uh, brings uh, the truth to the surface. And the truth is that the Attorney General in most states, maybe all states, are uh, elected uh, offices. And so what do you have to do to get elected? You have to have uh, campaign contributions. It takes a lot of money. And nobody gives the Attorney General more money than car dealers. Car dealers and their associations basically are responsible for electing the Attorney General of the state of Florida. And uh, now you'll answer the question why you rarely ever see a car dealer charged or um, fined or in any way reprimanded by the Attorney General. It just doesn't happen. If they do, it'll be for a little used car dealer somewhere. That, uh, but you take somebody like uh, AutoNation or Penske Auto Group or Sonic Automotive or big chains of dealers that are owned individually by privately, these folks, uh, these uh, companies never seem to have a problem with the Attorney General in spite of the fact they're in flagrant violation of state law. I, almost every dealer in the state of Florida advertises prices not including there are multiple hidden fees. They have hidden fees. The Florida statute specifically prohibits that, and Ashley Moody uh, just pretends like it's not happening, and we know why. It's almost and, like, and I'm not advocating yeah. for increasing the size of our of our state government, um, that a new agency in the state government, uh, like a, a consumer agency with teeth, uh, should be established. Let the attorney general deal with uh, drug dealers and um, other and, and murders and and that if that's what uh, the priorities are. And have an, a consumer yeah. agency um, that truly focuses on that as um, as has can actually enforce the laws yeah. that are on the books. Let me give I, Ashley's I think number that's a out great, again. Uh, great that, idea, Stu. That number is eight five zero area code eight five zero four one four three three zero zero. You want to talk to Ashley Moody, the Attorney General of the State of Florida? Dial area code eight five zero four one four three three zero zero and tell her Earl asked to ask you to call. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, you you know that uh, you know some of her duties in uh, Stu had a great idea, fabulous idea. This is an important topic, and uh, part of uh, the Attorney General's uh, Ashley Moody's job is to uh, provide consumers with protection. You know, protection against uh, you know these car dealers and everything that's going on, uh, and how they are able uh, to take advantage uh, of uh, all of these consumers, and it's uh, completely overwhelming. Please help us by calling 851-4141. Excuse me, that's 850-4141. Thank you for correcting that. I had one, uh, too many ones there. Yeah. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to go to Bobby in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bobby. Hi, good morning. Um, I have I have a compliment and I have some constructive criticism good. that Earl asks for from time to time. Yes. Um, your customer, you, you talk about your customers and consumer reports and Costco. We're sort of cost-conscious customers to start with. And I would just like to recommend that on your on your services website, your car dealer website, if you go to car service, you have a number of um, um, services that you'll discount 12%, something like that, or $100 off. I would recommend that you make a four-cylinder spark plug change $39, a six-cylinder $59, specific amounts for the specific job. And you do have a couple of those, but most of yours are percent off. And I would think that if you walked into a jewelry store to buy Nancy something and they told you we were giving you 12% off, you would assume that they had marked it up before they gave you the 12% off. Yeah, Bob, I totally agree with you. I, I, I wasn't even aware of that. If you, uh, if you discount something, you need to know, uh, you know, the actual bottom line price. So I, I, I agree with you. If I walked into a jewelry store and they had uh, a 12 percent, you know, discount percentage, I would be certain. Well, uh, we'll we'll take a take a look at that and uh, uh, make the modifications, and you uh, check it out and call us back next week. Okay, I will. Do you have time for a? For your compliment, I used some of your advice to to, and it worked. Okay, love to hear it. Sure. Um, so, I have a 2012 uh, Lexus, and it has the melting dashboard problem that Toyota also had for right. a while. Um, and you recommended that I call the dealer. Um, I may have said I was talking to Earl Stewart from Earl Stewart Toyota, and. I may have implied that we were better friends than we are, but so be it. <laughs> hey, you're my best, best but, friend, Bob. Well, I'll tell, I'm going to tell them that the next time. Anyhow, I, I said that you recommended that I call to see if the manufacturer might still be still be doing something to fix this problem because not a, in, in the Lexus, it wasn't the dashboard. It was the, it was the armrests on the side panel and the console and like the glove box. It was a different set of problems, but the same melting problem. And sure enough, they said, yeah, there's a, the, the manufacturer has extended the warranty right. for those parts. And you bring it in, and they take pictures of it, and they send it out. Right. Um, 
And so then they order the parts. As I understand, it takes a while for the parts to actually come in. Yeah. So we'll see how, how that goes. But, but your name carries a, a lot of weight. Well, I, I thank you. I, uh, I would rather have people smile when you say my name, but I think I, I strike fear into the hearts of some car dealers because we do talk about them on the show if uh, they don't do the right thing. So uh, I'm glad it works. So anybody out there, feel free to use our name. And uh, sometimes it carries a little bit of weight because uh, they don't want to be talked about on the radio. And all we do is tell the truth. If we don't, we get sued. But we've never been sued. So, Bob, thanks very much for that uh, success story. And, and one last thing. We criticize the dealers all the time. And I'll say you've talked about JM Lexus being relatively good as dealers go. Yes. This was, J this was JM Lexus, by the way. Oh, good. That's owned by the uh, right. estate of the founder and former owner of uh, Southeast Toyota Distributorships, Jim Moran. Uh, Jim Moran and Associates owns that uh, dealership. And uh, uh, it's a, of all, I, I recommend JM Lexus if you want to buy a Lexus. They're a good, good outfit to uh, buy from. Uh, they claim they have no dealer fee. They have a small dealer fee. I've been meaning to say something to them about that. As I recall, still, what is it, uh, two or three hundred dollars? It's a probably minor. Yeah, I, th I, th I want to say three ninety nine. Yeah, which is. But outside of that, that's one price. They give you their lowest price on uh, Lexus, and uh, you Lexus uh, prospects out there, call JM Lexus. Be sure get a price from them before you buy from another Lexus dealer. Yep. Well, thanks for the help, and take a look at those coupons. Please. I will, Bob. Thanks for the uh, Thank information. You. We will check it out. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome. Have uh, a great day. Bobby, 877-960-9960, uh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think we need to get back to Stu. Oh, yeah. He's being We're never going to get bombarded. through this. Okay, um, I have a question for Rick. This comes on youranonymousfeedback.com. I have a question for Rick. Back in the day, we used to burn out by spinning our tires when taking off from a stoplight. We did this to demonstrate our masculinity and attract mates. It worked really <laughs> it worked really well. I just got divorced and I'm in the market for a new woman. I tried I tried burning the tires of my Camaro next to a pretty lady in a Jeep. Are you did you join come to us yeah. in a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I content let me continue. Uh, next to a pretty lady in a Jeep. It didn't work. All the safety features appear to restrain me. What can I do about this, Rick? Hey, Rick, before you answer that question, I'd like to suggest to Anonymous uh, that he uh, clean up his game and, uh, well, perform a different mating game. <laughs> or shall I say, as Stu says, mating dance. Uh, the, yeah, the salesperson <laughs> mating ritual, yeah. Okay. Seems Rick. to be a theme. Go ahead, Rick. How can this guy get a new wife? <laughs> Come on. No, I'll, I'll, I'll ask a serious question to Rick because it made me think of this. Uh, back <laughs> in my drag racing days, oh and you see, you see these at the <laughs> professional drag races, yep. uh, they will burn their tires back and forth before they go sign. Gum and, them up. And I, is it that because the melding tire and rubber gives them a little bit better traction? Yes. Huh. Hotter tires equals better traction on a race car. Yeah. Um, on your average family car and any sports car that you're going to drive on our regular highways, uh, traction control, anti-lock brakes, stability control, all these work together, and the car literally does not allow 
to burn the tires anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, venture, just my, my advice, like, I really don't think, even if you are able to disarm your safety features, you're not going to attract any ladies doing that. Get with the times, man. <laughs> no, no. The, the much oh. better option there, I think, would be, be to a nice guy. Uh, be a, a decent <laughs> human being. And um, I would put signs up, hold up a sign in your window that says, I have a home that's in really great shape, and I yeah. take good care Clean of it. Clean your fingernails, get a haircut, yeah. be a nice guy. Yeah. Okay, let's move along. Okay, okay <laughs> we are going to take a call. That was good, though. From Joan in West Palm Beach. And is this the Joan with the engine light? Yes, ma'am. Oh. Good morning. That was a great guess. <laughs> Thanks, Joan. <laughs> I was hoping we'd hear from you. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. And I wanted to say thank you so much. You followed right up. I was very impressed. I got my $50 check from you, and just thank you. It was so kind. Uh, I did go to the... Thank you. Uh, I went to AutoZone, and um, the troubleshooting computer said that it was P0420, and that the problem was I need... Uh, basically, um, uh, the results. A catalytic converter. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. And I have 158,000 miles on this 2005 Toyota, so I was wondering what your thoughts were. Ignore it. Uh, what should I do? Ignore it. Yeah, the catalytic, uh, the catalytic you, converter uh, is just to... Uh, well, you, see, you know, you can say that cavalierly, but the fact is that you are probably creating pollution uh, beyond the acceptable level. Uh, the, the the problem is it costs a lot of money to replace a catalytic converter, and you've got an older car. Uh, if you don't replace it, uh, your car is going to run just fine. Uh, the problem is you'll be spewing uh, uh, pollution into the atmosphere. And if that doesn't bother you a lot, I wouldn't worry about it. It's just a, a personal choice. Uh, how much money do you want to spend uh, to keep uh, the world clean? And also, maybe you just want to trade it in and let somebody else worry about it. Okay, that's a great thought. <laughs> but your yeah. car is not going to run any, you just don't have to do anything, and your car will run just fine. Okay, all right. Well, thank you. You all are so kind, and I appreciate it. And um, we love your program, and I just wanted to say thank you again for yeah. everything. You're welcome, Joan. I'm glad you followed up with us. And, uh, you know, we not only are saving you a little bit of money, but we really informed uh, some of the some of the listeners that are, uh, you know, that are uh, watching this morning and listening uh, that's what we that's what we like to do. Save everyone a little bit of money. Right. Okay, Jim. Appreciate it. We all have a great weekend. Thank, Thank you. you. And Rick. Uh, just to to clarify a little bit on that, the systems that determine that that catalytic converter is starting to go bad and will trigger that check engine light are so incredibly fussy that. I would say there's probably a 40 to 50% chance that Joan's check engine light is going to relatively soon turn itself back off because the catalytic converter sometimes will not be quite as efficient as it should. And it's putting out, yeah, maybe, maybe the levels are just a little bit high coming out of that tailpipe, but 
they're still going to be within an acceptable safe range. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about a car that is a huge major pollutant source right what's now. A, what's a run, you know, rough number for a Cadillac converter? How much uh, the converter plus the installation? What does that cost? Depending upon the car, it can be anywhere from an aftermarket shop that simply cuts out the old one and, and splices a new one in, maybe five or six hundred dollars there or a little more. Okay. Factory, you could be looking at twelve to fifteen hundred dollars, and they can go up from there depending on the car. So it's it's a whole lot of money, and it's really not as as yeah, dangerous i mean we're not talking something that's spewing out so many pollutions that it's gonna you know the person behind you is gonna drop down from it you know this is a very minute thing and those systems are so finicky because of the way the federal yeah. government wants them yeah. that it can trigger just for a tiny little bit so yeah, definitely okay Stu, we got a bunch of text over there i know uh, that i we know she's overwhelmed with them but we have amanda uh giving us a call from palm beach gardens good morning amanda Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Great. We're well, thank you. Are you a first-time caller? Yes. You've I'm, just... I'm staying at my mom's. Okay. I'm from Orlando, but I'm staying at my mom's. Okay, Amanda, you just won yourself $50 this morning by calling oh, in. Oh, thank you so much. And if you stay on the line after your question, we can get your information, contact information, and get the check out to you. What can we do for okay. you this morning? I was just wondering, I have a car that's a couple years old. And I've always got the conventional oil change. Is it worth switching to the synthetic or not? I think it is because uh, it's, uh, it's synthetic is a little bit better oil. Uh, plus the fact you only have to change your synthetic half as often as you do the fossil fuel, the regular oil. And uh, uh, all cars now are being manufactured requiring uh, synthetic, so you might as well get used to it. Uh, oh, if you if you absolutely have a thing against synthetic oil, which I don't know why that would be, uh, the fossil fuel will work fine, but you just have to change it twice as often. So when you weigh the frequency of the change against the higher cost of the synthetic, it's about a break-even proposition. Yeah. How many miles for each one? Uh, I'm not sure. We know for Toyota, but uh, if you're doing the fossil fuel, it's like six months or 5,000 miles. If you're doing the, mm -hmm. the synthetic, it's 10,000 miles or one year. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that applies to all vehicles, but it's pretty close. It, that, yeah, that's a pretty good standard. 10,000 miles, that's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah and time, is. too. If you don't put the mileage on, you still got to do it by time. People have a right. hard time understanding that, including me. Uh, but the factory says that if oil sits for a year and you don't put any miles on the car at all, uh, you s still should change it. And uh, so mileage or whichever, is, whichever comes first, the mileage, change it, or the time comes first, change it even if you put no miles on the car. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Amanda. Stay in touch. Okay, Eight, thank you. You're welcome. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. Okay, so uh, we have one from Phil in Wellington. And let me pull this up. He sent this out to us last week. We missed it, and I promised him we would get to his question. Um, but he also said that he oh, he chimed in on the question of whether about, about paying property tax on dogs. 
Um, he says, Massachusetts already taxes your dog. Oh, God, I don't believe it. Uh, he says, if the state knows you own one of value, you'll pay an excise tax on it. He said, we had a Shih Tzu, and we never told him. <laughs> that is the perfect example no. of bureaucratic no. governmental insanity. You yeah. made that How up. do you tax a dog? Do Chihuahuas are they less than Great Danes, or hey, is there a sliding scale? Listen, that, that, it, that's just more argument for you to adopt. Don't shop. Um, <laughs> get your dog from a shelter, a no-kill shelter. Keep those guys like like we have down here, Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to tax you on a dog that you adopted. So, and if you're paying big money on a designer dog, I don't know. Maybe a, you know, I don't know. I don't think you know, somebody's going to spend ten thousand dollars on a designer dog. You know, yeah. Maybe they should pay a little I tax. I just tell I, I can't my dog. He, he, he's he's a, he's visiting. He's he's been visiting for ten years. He's he's not my dog. <laughs> hey, Stu <laughs> mentioned the Big Dog Ranch. Uh, I'll take advantage of uh, Earl's book, and uh, all of the proceeds for the purchase of this book, the Recovering Car Dealer, go to Big Dog Ranch, one hundred percent. That's right. Uh, how do you like the sound effects? Yeah. Okay, so you can pick that up at Amazon. Amazon.com. That's right. Confessions um, of a recovering car dealer. But back to Jonathan from Wellington's text. Um, sorry, I think I said Phil from Wellington. It's Jonathan from Wellington. Last week he said, um, I love your show and your dealership, but when Earl grades the mystery shopping report, he grades on a curve. I think this is a mistake. Grading on a curve gives the other dealerships the ability to be dishonest, crooked, or disreputable and get away with it. To, be, to truly grade honestly, we need to hear the report and grade solely based on the report and the outcome. Thank you for a wonderful show. You know, Nancy Thanks, and I Jonathan. talked about that very thing on the way to the radio station this morning. And the reason we grade on the curve is that if we graded strictly by good and bad, there would be no place to buy cars in Florida. And it would, it would be impractical. We have a recommended list and we have a do not buy list. But if nobody passes and you want to buy a Cadillac, you want to buy a Honda, and there's nothing on the recommended list, uh, you're going to drive to Georgia or North Carolina. So we, we, we do great on the curve. We should probably make that more obvious. What if we did percentiles? You um, know, like this one is better than 98% of them out there. This one yeah. is better than 14% of them. Yeah, we probably should fine-tune our scoring so that when we're looking at 20 dealerships on a recommended list, there should be the one at the bottom, uh, particularly among branch franchises, that's lower. And we will fine-tune that. But, yeah, yeah, we can't do an absolute. Every dealer in, the, in, in Florida charges hidden fees, and they don't disclose it in the price. I don't like to put that on a recommended list, but if I put no dealers on there, what good? Where are you going to buy your car? So that's yeah. the reason. It, it, it's understandable, but there has to be a better way. You know, like I said this morning. Yeah, we'll find doing it. So. All right, we got one from, this is it, uh, a text. Oh, I'm sorry, Nancy. Excuse me, Stu. Uh, Bev's been holding from Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome to the show, Bev. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, it's so nice to have a program where we can call in and ask questions. Yes. And especially for ladies, uh, because it is problematic for us to go and find things, you know, if we don't have someone backing us up, which is my situation. And I did find a car that I wanted, and um, I was searching to different companies that are, you know, up to Stewart, and I can't seem to find the one I want. What's the best way to approach the dealers to find the exact car you want? Um, Bev, I they don't really know how to do that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rely on the dealer to to uh, tell me what car I should buy. 
I would use the consumer's report, and uh, you you know pretty much uh, what you would like in terms of uh, do you like a, a sharp sports car? Do you like a, uh, a van? Do you like a, uh, a pickup? Uh, you know, in general, what you like. So narrow it down in terms of size. I mean, that's easy for you to do. Then you go to Consumer Reports and you look for brands of car and the rankings of the car by Consumer Reports. I recommend Consumer Reports because they take no advertising money. Uh, they won't even buy a car when they test it. They or they won't even accept a car from a manufacturer or a dealer. They buy the car when they test it. So they are not beholden to any manufacturer or brand of any make car. And all they care about is protecting you. They're, they are funded by the sale of their magazine and their online and by contributions. So they are pristine in terms of ethics and honesty. Go to the Consumer Reports, yes. pick out the car that's got the best ratings that fits your general requirements in terms of size, and you see the fuel economy, the safety rating, the maintenance and repair, how much does it cost to insure it, everything you need to know. And Bev, yes, uh, I, Earl, I understand that, and I have found the car. You know, I've decided what I want. Okay. But oh, now okay. what I want to do is find that car, okay, through the dealers, and I've checked them, and I haven't been able to find that car with the options that I want locally, okay, up to Stewart and so forth. Uh, and so, how would I go about doing that? Well, there are certain. Uh, do you mind telling me the brand of car and the uh, that you're buying? Yes, it's a Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited 4x4. Okay. Uh, uh, car dealers will typically, uh, we call it dealer trade, they will go, there, there's a central computer inventory of all the Jeep Cherokees, of all the Jeeps, of all the Toyotas, of all the Hondas, and any dealer in Florida can look at any dealer all the dealers in Florida and see the cumulative inventory of any particular um, combination of options and colors and whatnot. So if the dealer that you're talking to doesn't have your Jeep Cherokee, uh, then another dealer probably would. Now I don't want right. to overcomplicate this, but there are certain there are certain option combinations that are sometimes very difficult to find. In the South, we tend to equip our cars differently than they do up north. And some distributors right. will actually only take in cars of certain combinations of equipment. But in general, if you go to see one of the problems with a Jeep, you've got uh, some Jeep dealers, for example, uh, Rigo has a Jeep dealership in West Palm Beach, in Fort Pierce, and also in Weston. And I believe there might be a fourth one that he has. One, one dealer controls a lot of different franchises within a market area. Uh, you need to really go outside that area uh, to see another deal that might be able to offer the Jeep with a combination that you, you require. But uh, Okay, so so well, can they bring in the car for me from uh, yes. another area, say yeah. if it's even out of state? They, uh, well, they will, and they don't like to. See, they, car dealers like to sell a car today. They don't want to wait till tomorrow because you might shop around, change your mind, uh, any number of reasons they lose the sale. So there's high pressure all the time. You come in and you want a particular car. They don't have that car in your inventory. In their inventory, they will push you and push you and push you uh, to take the car they do have because they can lock the deal up and you go home and that's you know they they got their commission, they got their profit. 
you have to make it clear that you're not going to buy anything except the vehicle you want equipped the way you want it. And unless they can prove to you that this equipment does not exist, and it's possible, you might have a, you might have a combination of options that doesn't exist. But I wouldn't take one dealer's word for that. I would go to a different dealer there uh, in, in, in this area. Uh, you could probably, with a few phone calls or a few emails, you could talk to three different dealers of Chrysler Jeep Dodge that have different owners. You can't use the same one like a Rego. They're going to give you the same answer. But uh, Napleton has a Chrysler Jeep, Jeep Dodge. Uh, I believe there's a uh, Auto Nation Chrysler Jeep Dodge. And, of course, you could go to a Rego too. But stick by your guns. Buy what you want. And tell them if, you don't, if they don't sell it to you, somebody else will sell it to you. Okay, uh, now, uh, what if I was to order it, say if no one has it, and I can order it, it I know all the options are available sure. to me, um, yeah. what is your opinion on that? Oh, I, I think that, that's fine. A lot of people order cars. You, you want to get a, a pretty good estimated time on how long it will take. Some cars are imported. Uh, some cars are built in Mexico. Uh, they're built all over the world, but be sure it's a domestic production and give them, get an estimate of how long it would take and hold their feet to the fire. Be sure that your deposit is refundable. And I would tie the purchase to the delivery time. Uh, sometimes on purpose, sometimes accidentally, the delivery time is a lot longer than you think. They'll tell you, we'll have that car for you in two weeks and two months pass and you still don't have the car. So uh, be sure they know that if they don't deliver the car to you in person, physically, within a certain period of time, uh, the deal's off. You get all your money back. Okay. Uh, do you think they're, well, they're starting to build the new cars now uh -huh. and or starting the production again. Uh, how long would that take to rev up? Uh, long, a long time. Good question. Uh, it's a very difficult uh, situation now. Inventories are declining. Uh, uh, it would be a great time to buy a car uh, today, tomorrow, or the next day because it's the end of May. Uh, but you should never even consider that until you've done your homework. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, Mexico is a huge problem because the uh, pandemic has been terrible there. The plants that supply American uh, manufacturers, uh, $5,000 on the average of every car sold in the United States, the parts come from Mexico. And all the Mexican plants are closed, or if they open, they just open the past day or two. Now, I heard that June 1st is when the Mexican plants will open up. Meanwhile, the domestic plants, all the uh, U.S. manufacturers, they're gearing up to open to build cars now. A lot of them are producing now, but when the pipeline runs dry with parts, they're not going to be getting any out of Mexico. So. It's going to be a real, real shortage of cars uh, come mid-June and late June. And uh, that's another good reason to find out exactly if, if the car has domestic parts in the U.S. and the Jeep plant is manufacturing, then they should be able to give you a fairly tight, close delivery date. And if, you got, if parts are coming out of Mexico or something someplace else, then you got to be real careful. But just tie the money-back guarantee. I get my money back if I don't have my Jeep in two weeks or 30 days, whatever you decide. 
Okay. Hey, Bev. That sounds great. Okay. Yes. I'm glad that we could help you. Uh, Bev, you sound pretty savvy. And uh, knowing exactly what you want, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, that's half the battle. But sticking to your guns, as Earl mentioned, uh, is very, very important. And what a time to purchase a vehicle. I'd get, uh, I don't know how soon you need a vehicle, uh, but getting right on it, like Earl said, the end of the month. And with every uh, option and with every uh, barrier that, that uh, you have to deal with, uh, this pandemic has really... Well, it hasn't been the best thing that's happened. So good luck with your purchase and uh, stay in touch with us. Are you a first time caller? I am. Okay, you just won yourself $50. If you stay on the line, you can give Mike uh, your information, contact information, and uh, I'll get a check out to you for $50. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you, and you guys have a good day. You're welcome. Okay, back to Stu. Okay, let's go to anonymous feedback. Um, says, Earl, I don't care what you say. I'm going to keep doing brake and tranny flushes to keep my car's life extended. You just want our cars to break down so you can sell us another one. Shameful. That's the reason I love anonymous feedback. Uh, anybody can vent and they can say whatever they want. And I, I disagree with you totally and obviously, but... You had your right to say what you said, and if it, like even Rick said earlier, some people feel better when they do a transmission flush. So if it makes you feel better, and the facts don't bother good. you, if it feels good, do yeah, it. Knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, knock yourself out. There's all sorts of uh, things, and, I, and I, I'm 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 almost 100% sure my wife isn't listening, but she's uh, she grew up in Georgia, and she has a lot of folksy sort of remedies that I've teased her about over the course of our marriage, you know. Huh. And so whenever the kid gets a rash, she does this, you know. And um, I know it's not scientifically proven, but I just we just we just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> she does. It. Does she believe that when a dog licks a wound, it'll help heal it? No, I don't think so. But I she, don't, but she people that believe that. Surprisingly, you know? growing up in Georgia, she didn't. She never had a dog until our our dog that we, that we got um, yeah. passed away way earlier this year. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think she would agree with that because she's kind of a germaphobe. Oh boy! Right. Uh, do I have to interrupt you again hey, because the show. Frank call. is calling us from Jupiter Farms, and he is a regular caller. Good morning, Frank. Yeah, we saw Frank this week. Well, that's true. Thank you, and good morning, guys. Good um, morning. I give you a little quick feedback. Um, well, thank you for your help, and um, your, your dealership is unbelievable. We'll get to that. My son came all the way up from Miami to get away from the cesspool of people down there. He needed a pickup truck. Mm -hmm. And we um, listened to you, Earl. We, we, we abide by your, by your advice and live by it. And um, so I picked him up at the Tri-Rail Station early Monday morning. It was raining. Stopped by Molomax um, because he went to look at the 150. That was it. between the 150 and Tacoma was his two you know, choices. What a three-ring circus that turned out. Oh, boy. First, first you couldn't find a parking spot. Because all the handicapped spots were parked with their vehicles oh, that they were trying no. to sell. Oh. So I go, well, so I get out in the rain, and we walk across half a parking lot. And, um, of course, there the, the, the sharks start to greet you. No one had their mask on. No one in the entire dealership except for Unbelievable. My Unbelievable. And then they said, you know, what do you want? And they put us on a computer to pick out the truck we wanted. And um, we saw the prices, and we said, okay, we can do the 0% financing. Oh, yes, yes. And um, what about these um, discounts that are impossible to get? I mean, unless you, I mean, you probably get two or three people that in the world could get half of them, let alone all of them. 
So anyway, we decided it's time to walk out. And then we came down to your dealership. What a day and night difference. One, I haven't been inside there for a while, how nice it looks with um, all the remodeling. But my son was greeted by a very nice lady, um, Marlene Levy. And she had some very good questions to ask if he was going to be towing something because we thought the four-cylinder would be better because of gas mileage and um, the wear and tear on um, a four-cylinder versus six-cylinder. So her knowledge of your products was very good. And we end up test driving a couple, which were nice, a four-cylinder and a six-cylinder. And my son um, settled on the six-cylinder, and we did the job with the Costco pricing, just like they said, no hassle, no hidden fees. And um, he's very happy. It was his first time ever having a new vehicle, like you guys did for my daughter about a month ago in Utah. Oh. And um, so basically all my children have cars, thank you guys. All right. And, um, and then the other thing is... Um, oh, Lord. But, um, I like this. No, that's not yeah. you. I think that's Frank. No, no, I'm, I'm taking that off. Sorry about that. That was Frank. I, I, have leech, I, I grow <laughs> leeches out oh, here. He just made it real panic because he's got, um, all, he usually has things going off during the studio. He's scrambling to turn yeah. off his tile lap. <laughs> but, um, no, and, um, and Franco was a very nice, um, you know, after, you know, the, the, the finance guy. He treated you well in the box. Worked. He did very well. He, he tried up sailing just like you guys warned us about. Yeah. And, um, but we did take the extended warranty um, because of the, the new stuff that's on the cars and all the, all the computer stuff is um, beyond. So um, it was a, it, we were there quite long. Uh, it was very nice, and it was a good thing. And, and then Costco sent me a survey, and um, I was very explicit on that in regards to how we had shopped other Costco sales earlier. I was helping people buy cars for the last two months. I feel like you know, I could have been your mystery shopper for the next year. <laughs> but in any event, um, they all had different prices. And I wanted my feedback to Costco. I told them, I said, your price was the price that we got. There was no hidden fees, no hidden gimmicks. And I was very happy, unlike the other dealerships that had up to, you know, several thousands of dollars, but minimum thousand. And um, they, Costco actually called me back about that yesterday in regards to some of that stuff. So um, I'm gonna. I didn't have time. I was in busy. But I'm. I'm gonna call them back and tell them the other dealerships that it's a, it's a little frustrating. Think you're gonna get such a good price, and the only place you really get it is when I went to Earl's Store and about 20 different dealerships. Yep. You tried to test the Costco price a little bit. I heard. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. I just thought maybe there might be a little bit of leeway. No. Where, where, oh, you're smart. No, where, you, you where should wiggle rules. room. You, can, you can't hurt by asking. You're. You're. A, you're a good shopper. You're a good buyer. Oh yeah. No, no you guys train me well. And yeah. unfortunately, Nancy, I got to, I got to say, I did not <laughs> heed your advice. I did not heed your advice because my son has zero credit. He oh. never had a credit card. I mean, he works at FedEx. He's got a nice job, but he has. So I did co-sign for him. Oh, you did. Um, yes, I did. I, I hope in five years, when the thing's paid off, that I can come back and say, well. This was one of the rarities that did work, but we shall see. Yeah, exactly. You know, it uh, it really builds character. And between now and then, uh, you know, you'll go, oh, geez, you know, <clears throat> it was a good thing. Yeah, and, no, I did. What a my... journey you've been on with the uh, with the kids and purchasing vehicles. Yeah, yeah uh, and friends. We, I mean, it feels yeah. good. We've been part of it. No, you really <laughs> haven't. Like I said, I, I did this for my oldest son, 2008. He had just came out of. Um, doing his things, college and stuff, and he had nothing. He needed a car, and I got him one at Honda. And he had, I had a co-sign for him because he had zero credit. Now today's credit's in the 750s. 
Great. So, um, Great. It, it helped with him, and hopefully it'll help with with Eddie. So, yeah. But yeah, your dealership is wonderful. Um, is is you know everyone's wearing their mask and everyone's very polite and and um, like I said, we uh, we tried pushing the envelope a little bit just to see how far, but hmm. it all worked out. <laughs> Thank you guys so no, much. Thank you, Frank. Frank, thanks for being part of the show, and uh, thanks for taking us on that journey with your uh, children and your final purchase, and uh, now you can breathe a sigh of relief. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to Stu. Okay, anonymous feedback. Hello, all. Last week and weeks prior, you have received feedback about being in the studio work, uh, during, working during the pandemic. Last week, a senior stated that they and friends would not be shopping for a vehicle because it is not safe during the pandemic. To these people, I say, fine, stay home. But to criticize others who venture out to buy, the person specifically blamed young people who supposedly were reckless and thought they would live forever, is one of the worst aspects of the virus. It's called shaming. I think we should be thankful to the people who are venturing out to get the economy moving. Personally, I have chosen to stay away from retailers that have made the buying process so cumbersome cumbersome and impersonal. I travel around Florida and have noted that even shopping just north in Martin County, people social distance are respectful, but 50% of the people don't wear a mask. Venturing further north and west also finds a more relaxed yet safe getting back to normal. No visible shaming, which happens in Palm Beach County. Um, I believe my point of view is that it is time to move on with life. It's supported by many more people than people who think uh, but are afraid to express. By the way, I'm a senior, too. Sorry, but that comment last week has bothered me since. Well, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think what we're saying is uh, our mystery shopping reports have been, in fact, this recent comment by uh, Frank with Mullinex Ford I, uh, and our mystery shop to, uh, of uh, the Nissan store that's coming up shortly, nobody's wearing masks. So why is it the car dealers, uh, I think three or four mystery shops of car dealers, the salespeople, nobody in the dealership's wearing masks. Yeah. What is, what's going on? Uh, I'm not trying to shame anybody. No, I'm just trying to all. say, well, I am trying to shame somebody. Anybody dumb enough to own a dealership and not enforce the rule that people wear a mask when they're coming into close contact with their customers, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. it, it ought to be yeah. a, uh, it ought to be a major felony yeah. uh, in a situation like this. But the pandemic record speaks, exactly, speaks yeah. for itself, yeah. definitely. I, Nancy and I were at the Gardens Mall uh, Saturday, I guess, I mean fr fr Friday, and uh, m most everybody was wearing masks yeah. out there. But I don't, yeah. yeah, there's a difference between shaming, I think, um, you know, trying to belittle somebody or calling them stupid or, you know, yeah. negatively doing that. I think, but I think requesting that uh, people wear a mask is a responsible thing. And we just, you, you do it in, in, a, in, a, in a kind and, and compassionate yeah. manner. Mm -hmm. Uninformed, I mean, uh, stupid is a rude term, but uninformed and, uh, you know, uh, uneducated yeah. are, are actual terms. I think we have uh, YouTube uh, over we're here. Gonna, to we're going we're gonna to go to Warren, who's holding uh, quickly, and he's calling us from Pompano Beach. Good morning, Warren. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. I have a lot of time on my hands now, and I've been listening to some of these financial programs, and not, not mentioning any names. There's one guy who gives all the financial advice. And people call him, he's given this answer three or four times during the pandemic. And I think it makes no sense. Somebody called up the other day and said to him, well, I can't afford my, pick my car payments anymore. 
And if I sell the car, I'm $8,000 in the hole. And his answer was, okay, sell the car and get a loan for $8,000 and pay it off and get a junk car for $3,000. And I said to myself, who is going to give a loan to a, uh, to a guy who, who doesn't have the car anymore? I said, that, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm saying to myself, am I wrong? Is that, is that like absurd advice? No, you're absolutely right. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. It's, uh, uh, you know, there's some, sometimes uh, people just don't think before they answer questions. I don't know who this person is. It's a financial advisor, but I wouldn't want to hire him. No, I, I mean, I, he's, on, he's, he's a big popular guy. I don't want to mention the name, yeah. but he's given during this pandemic. Now, the, the other question is, which it makes definitely no sense. The second part is, wouldn't it be better the person? So there's only two possibilities if you can't make the payments or if you're trying to make the payments. Aren't you better off trying to make the payments and to at least amortize it down to even so you're not behind the eight ball on it? Wouldn't that make more sense? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And you can get the lenders are being flexible. Every bank, every lender in the country now is uh, sweating bullets because uh, if this thing continues and the, and the eco economic effect uh, gets any worse, then the banks are going to get hit because, you know, people aren't going to be making their mortgage payments, their car payments, their lease payments. And uh, real estate, we could have a crash of real estate in this country, which would put the banks right out of business. So what the lenders will do to avoid that, uh, instead of having a person just say, I'm not going to make any more payments, they're giving them uh, flexibility. And the best thing you can do when you can't make the payments or you're upside down in your car and you've got a situation like that is to talk to the lender and explain to them uh, your situation. They will be flexible today like they would never be uh, flexible a year from now, assuming we're out of this thing in the year. Yeah, lenders need, you need to communicate uh, closely with anybody you owe money to. Uh, the, the last part of the question is because he's, he's given this advice at least three or four times. If, in my opinion, let's say you don't you don't want the car, you can't make the payments you're behind the eight ball on it. Aren't you just better off calling up the, whoever lended to you and say, "Look, take the car back. Uh, I can't make the payments. Here's the car." I mean, it's unlikely they're going to sue you in this situation. Isn't that like the, the last option you would do rather than be behind and try to give a check for for the, for the car? I mean, will the lender take it back? I mean, they could always repossess it. I understand that. But aren't you better off just giving the car back and hope for the best? Uh, you're better off to try to negotiate a compromise. I think, you know, they'll defer payments. Uh, uh, sometimes they'll uh, reschedule payments for a lower amount. Uh, picking up later on, uh, they're doing it on home mortgages and cars and leasing. So uh, this is a situation that the lenders have never seen, the borrowers have never seen, and it's a work in progress. And the best thing to do is get on the phone with the lender and explain your personal situation, be pleasant, and uh, everybody is kind of in the same boat and say, what can you do? To, is there a way you can help me? Ask an open-ended question like, how can you help me after you've explained your situation? And they might come up with a compromise that will work for you. I mean, um, we'll defer all payments for 90 days, for example, or, uh, or we'll lower your payment by 50% for the next 60 days. Uh, it's whatever the lender offers, then negotiate with them. Uh, and just one last comment. It's just funny you mentioned about the uh, flushing of the fluids or something. This is the third time this year. I have an older car, an older Ford Taurus, so I went to get my tires rotated, 
you know, um, last week or something. They rotated the tires and I, something like an air filter I needed. First thing the guy comes out to me is the third time in three different places said to me, oh, you need a flush of some fluid. Yeah. They always got the prices around four of around $400. That seems to be the going price. You know, one was they were showing me a belt was wrong. Another one, I forgot what. But they, I, to me, it seems they see an older car and they just say, wow, you know, we could tell this guy, you know, the uh, hubcaps are not on correctly, and he's going to believe us and you know give me give me four hundred dollars. It's unbelievable that they do it every single time I bring it in for some minor stuff. Yeah, they make a lot of money on those flushes, and uh, they're absolutely worthless. So I'm glad you were aware of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. All right, thank you guys. I enjoy your show very Thanks, much. Thanks, Warren. Thanks have for a the call. Thank you, Warren. Okay, Warren's uh, going to start rivaling, gonna rivaling Tina. Yeah, we we got to stop the phone calls because we're it's twenty minutes to phone nine. Phone calls are uh, been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, getting, we're going we, back to Stu. It's a relatively short shopping report, so I'm going to rapid fire real quick here. Yeah. Get through the last couple. Yeah. Uh, from Anne Marie, she says, "I hope everyone's well." I saw a story in Car and Driver Driver a couple of days ago saying that Ford, in conjunction with Ohio State University, has designed software that would heat up police cars to 133 degrees in 15 minutes. To kill the coronavirus by 99%, Ohio State University's microbiology department says that the novel coronavirus is reduced by 99% at 132.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 56 Celsius for 15 minutes. If this is correct, wouldn't cars sitting out in the hot summer sun get this hot? If so, I would expect that I would, wouldn't have to deep clean and sanitize my car to minimize the virus in the car. All I have to do is let it sit out in the sun here in Florida. Please comment and or correct me if I've missed something. Thank you very much. Well, I didn't know that. I, I will, will Google that, 132 degrees, if that's accurate. Uh, I think you've got a point. How, uh, how hot do cars get? Uh, that's a good question. Is how, I don't know how yeah. hot. Yeah, we, it just, yeah, depends on the, uh, the car and, the, and everything else and the, and the temperature outside. Uh, one thing to remind everybody out there, when you, di when you de disinfect a car, you're disinfecting it uh, for this minute. The next time you sneeze or cough or somebody else in the car sneezes or coughs, you've contaminated the car again. And there is a product called Preventex. If you want to Google that, P-R-V-E-N-T uh, is a prevent with a letter X. 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. Preventex 24-7. Google that. It's a product that you, uh, net jets and wheels up, and a lot of the private jets are using it. Uh, a lot of hospitals are using it. A lot of... Uh, uh, sports teams and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, once you treat it for 90 days, any reinfection uh, is minimized. So you can disinfect the car, use the Preventex product, and then you're good to go for 90 days. But the heat, you kill all the, kill all the virus, and then somebody sneezes in the car, cop sneezes, then he's got reinfects the car, and you're right back where you started. So Preventex, P-R-E-V-E-N-T-X. And Google it, 24-7. Uh, Preventix, 24-7. There we go. Okay. And real quick, last one. Good morning. This Guessing this is a Rick and Stu question. I'm looking to purchase a truck. Would you prefer a two-year-old pre-owned Tundra Limited or a new Tacoma SR5? Um, Rapid-fire answer, Tacoma SR5. Okay. I like rapid Better fire. gas mileage, uh, more fun to drive unless you had bigger uh, payload uh, needs. I would, I would go for the Tacoma, in my opinion. And I've got one quick one here that Stu can probably do. Uh, tech legal Android user is asking. He's wanting to trade in a 2016 Honda CRV EXL with 60,000 miles for a 2020 CRV EX without leather but a touring model. 
and he wants to know how much trade-in value should he offer or, tr or expect to get on this 2016 Honda. Well, I could look that up and give you a number right now. We're running out of time, but I can say start with uh, your consumer-facing uh, pricing tools such as uh, Kelly Blue Book. True Car has this thing called True Trade. There's a few things you can do online. Get a ballpark and then start getting multiple bids from dealers. Okay, let's get on the shopping report, and uh, if we have some time, we'll go back and pick up a couple more texts, but this is the high point of the show. A lot of people are waiting for this. Mystery Shop of Sutherland Nissan in Fort Pierce. Sutherland Nissan in Fort Pierce, Florida is owned by George Sutherland and a partner. I didn't know this. A man named, believe it or not, U.S. Marine. <laughs> Together, they own a small group of dealerships in Florida. U.S. Marine, full name is Ulrich Stanley Marine. What an interesting bit of trivia. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the shopping report, but it right. is interesting. And we can thank <laughs> Stu for that. He included that. Uh, U.S. was recruited into car sales while working in a restaurant in Tampa and quickly rose to the ranks, began running his own store. So that's really cool. U.S. Marines was just 28 when he met Mr. Sutherland and began their partnership. So uh, it's very, very nice to meet the uh, U.S. Marine. Yeah. And none of this is relevant, as I said before. The last time we mystery shop Sutherland Nissan was way back in 2016. We sent Agent X in to try to buy a used car uh, with a defective Takata airbag inflator. The dealership failed our Takata test uh, bigly. I've never seen that. I, yeah. think, I think I'm not even, I think you, you. I think that's grammatically incorrect. No, no, no. I, I think it's been, right? it was coined by the president. I okay. Believe. Oh, okay. Uh, they affirmatively denied the existence of the problem. And that's about as low as you can go. We actually tried to buy a car with a defective Takata airbag, specifically asked about it, and they said, no, everything's fine with this car, it's perfectly safe. And we put them on the do not recommend list. So we're back now, uh, several years later, let's see how they do. This week our search for sensationalist car dealer ads took us to Sutherland Nissan. Uh, we found an ad on their website that displayed a new Nissan Altima, a new Nissan Sentra, and a new Nissan Pathfinder. The headline read, no payments for three months plus two months paid by Nissan. That's five months with no payments plus as low as 0% annual percentage rate financing for up to 84 months is available. Uh, the fine print was very hard to read, impossible to read. I couldn't read it yeah. at all. Uh, you must have uh, done a screenshot and expanded it. Uh, what we think it said was, Interest accrues from date of purchase, zero percent for 84 months. Uh, Hundred, uh, that's eleven dollars and ninety cents per thousand dollar finance. Both offers with approved credit and on select Nissan models. Must be with North. Uh, I think that says Nissan Motor Acceptance Motor Corporation. Accessory, okay. Currently, in order to receive five months of no payments, uh, must be currently with Nissan credit. Okay. Uh, some offers may not be combined. See dealer for full detail and everything ends on June 1st. We called up the agent Thunder, uh, Thunder, uh, agent Thunder that is. Once again, we didn't tell our mystery shopper what to expect. All we told them was to go to Fort Pierce and try to get 0% for 84 months with no payments for five months on one of the cars in the ad. There were three cars, an Altima, a Sentra, and a Pathfinder. I'm speaking in the first person, if I were agent Thunder, I received a text message from Stu uh, containing the ad from Sutherland Nissan and the instructions. Try to get 0% for 84 months and no payments on one of these cars. I decided to go for the nice shiny blue Altima that was depicted in the ad. 
I brought my mother along. This is a first. We yeah. brought mom along for the mission. Now, Andrew Thunder is going with his wife and his child. Now he's got his mother. And maybe we'll get other relatives as we go as time passes. I'm working on one of the uncles. Yeah, uncle. Yeah. It was all part of my disguise, a nice son buying a new car for his mother. She was shocked when we entered the showroom around 11 a.m. No one was wearing masks. I just, you know, I just, I know I go on and on about this, but it just gets me angry. Yeah, we, by the way, just because we've seen this thing, um, you know, it's easier to get the, 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 the good mask now. They're not as much of yeah. a shortage. And yeah. so we get these N95 masks. So yeah. I, I've supplied him with uh, uh, some of those yeah. because, honestly, we are risking his, yeah. his health when we send and speaking them Speaking of that, get Nancy and me some more of those. You got them right on. You're wearing yeah, no, them. No, no, we're running low. Oh, you got some barbecue sauce on yeah, yours right true. there. So. We nervously approached the front uh, desk and asked the receptionist uh, for a salesperson. Francisco came to greet us, so I told him that I was buying a new Altima for my mother. I explained that I'd seen their ad for no payments for five months and 0% for 84 months. Boy, that sure sounds good, doesn't it? He told us to follow him. We were led to a desk. He offered us seats. My mom told Francisco how much she loved Altimas. She told him that she used to own one and how she thought it was a great car. Francisco crushed my mother's dreams with one sentence. It's not on the Altima. The deal special is not on the ultimate. It didn't look like that. I asked what he meant. Francisco said 0% financing was not available on the 2020 ultimate. My mother uh, protested and said that that's not what the ad said. And then handed him a copy that I had printed on, off my computer. She pointed to the blue Altima. Francisco asked uh, to hold the ad like he didn't. What's this? You know, And excused himself. He said, well, you know, I, what I, you know, they told me it wasn't on the Altima, so he took the ad to his manager. He returned quickly and confirmed that 0% financing was not available on the Altimas. He said the ad's illustrations were just that, illustrations. Now, that's BS. I mean, that is just, I mean, it wasn't even disclosed in the fine print that the uh, illustrations are for uh, illustration purposes yeah. only. I mean, I mean we see that a lot, but we've never seen yeah. it actually used to get yeah. out of a, you know, a exactly, offer. Yeah. exactly. It's like it's like uh, uh, normal legal leads that every ad has about illustrations. Is it puffery? Huh? Is it puffery? Is that what that is? No, it's not puffery. It's gone beyond puffery. Pure, pure deception <laughs> to to show an Altima and two other cars, none of which were eligible, and the only ones. If they showed a whole bunch of cars, there have to be an Altima in the picture, maybe. But the, uh, the specific three cars, the pictures of, were not eligible. So it was pure premeditated deception. Uh, he said 0% was available on two other models and asked if we were interested. My mother said that she just wanted the Altima. Francisco looked at me. I told him the car was for her. It was her choice. We went through the routine information gathering, photocopies, inventory searches. Apparently only white, black, and silver Altimas. That was all they had. Mom chose white. Francisco left us to get keys and a license plate. He returned to say the car was parked out uh, while waiting out front waiting for us. We walked outside. Francisco led us to a white Altima parked next to a smaller black Nissan Sentra. Okay, that's premeditated. Francisco said he had no idea say he had an idea for us to consider. He said he could save us a lot of money on the Sentra. He opened the doors and suggested that my mom uh, climb inside. She took a look inside, said she didn't like it. It was too small. 
Uh, Francisco asked if, her, if she was sure. Mom was sure she wanted the ultimate. I wonder if there was a big flat on that Sentra. Probably. I mean, pre premeditated. Something's going on. Yeah. And uh, switch car. You know, switch them. And uh, every car dealerships have cars that are harder to sell than others. Some are almost impossible to sell. And there's something called flat commissions, and they can be a $500, even a thousand dollars. And so you come in to buy the car you want. Next thing you know, you're riding home in the commission high car that the uh, salesman made 500 bucks on. And uh, be careful. Stick to your guns. You know what you want. Buy what you want. The Altima was a new 2020 S model with an MSRP of 25410 There was an addendum. Here we go. Phony Monroney addendum that added another $2,928 $2, added to the MSRP for wheel, lock, wheel locks and exterior protection package. <laughs> exterior, which is all nonsense, puffed up, valueless practically, and that just jacks the price up to $28,338. We took a test drive, Mom drove, Francisco, Francisco rode shotgun and I rode in the back. I'm surprised I got in the car with a guy. Uh, Francisco was barefaced and wearing no mask. Why would you put your mom in the car? Shame on Agent Thunder. Yeah. Uh, you don't get inside a closed area with somebody without a mask today. At least did the N95. Yeah. After an uneventful test drive, we returned to the dealership and found our seats. Francisco started by asking how much we wanted to put down. I told him 2000 to $3,000. He wanted to know what sort of credit I had and asked me to fill out a credit application. I told him to assume I have excellent credit. I said I wouldn't allow any credit checks until I'd seen the numbers. That's not a bad idea. Okay, said Francisco, I'll be right back. He returned with a worksheet that presented financing options along with a cash purchase and breakdown. Top line was dealer's list, which uh, dealer's list, that's phony Monroney. Anybody that tells you this is the retail price, a dealer price, list price, dealer list, MSRP is the only thing you want to see. Manufacturer suggested retail price. That is standard among all dealers of that brand. And you can make your decision to buy based on the discount from the same MSRP. If you're dealing, use a dealer list, it's meaningless because every dealer jacks up the price differently. Our effective sales price was $26,992, $1,582 over MSRP. Here they're trying to sell. I mean, you don't like it. You don't even want to pay MSRP. That's too high for 99.9% .9 of the cars you're buying. But to pay 1500 over MSRP is just adding insult to injury. They'd Terrible. be over MSRP even if they didn't charge the dealer fee. Yeah, yeah. My payment was $3,000 down. With $3,000 down for 60 months, was presented in a range of 441 to 461. I ran the numbers real quick. Um, they might have a either that was complete BS or they have they might have a special rate because you'd have to be down like 1.9 percent for the amount of finance to get to 461. So maybe there was. We don't know. But no, probably not. Yeah, probably not. I asked Francisco if he minded if my mom and I spoke privately. He obliged. Left us alone for a few minutes. We waved him back over and said that we needed to think think about it. Francisco didn't seem to care. Said that was okay. He asked us to give him a call when we decided. He said that he had uh, to warn us that all the incentives expired on Monday the 1st. We acknowledged that and left. That's probably true. Yeah. And uh, as I said before, today and tomorrow is not a, are not a bad time to buy a car if you've done your homework. 
if you have not done your homework, it's a terrible time. You, you should not be shopping until you've done all your due diligence. But if you have and you're getting ready to strike, you're going to get a, good, a better deal today and tomorrow and maybe the next day than you do uh, next month, uh, June. Prices are going up. Okay. Uh, we've seen worse bait and switch ads, but this was pretty unique. Vehicle image for illustration purposes only. That wasn't, that was verbally stated. It wasn't right. It wasn't, they, they, they didn't even have it in their disclosure. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they premeditatively, without any disclosure, had models of cars you could not buy with the incentives that they had. So that's, that's rotten. I mean, that is, that's illegal and rotten and, uh, uh, it, it would still be rotten if they had the disclosure, but without the disclosure, it's just plain illegal. Uh, a common element on, in car dealers' fine print ads that we've never seen before to get, uh, we've never seen this done before. In this case, Sutherland didn't even uh, have the language of disclosures I just said. Instead, it depicted three popular Nissan vehicles that were not eligible for the 0% to 84 months alongside an offer of 0% zero for 84 months. What was worse was using an inflated dealer list price to offer bogus discounts resulting in a sale price actually, uh, what was it, uh, $1,582 higher than MSRP, paying a huge price. And uh, there we are. And uh, here we come to, uh, I'm looking at the, at the worksheet here, which showed uh, taxable fees, which are hidden fees, 10550 and there was the dock fee, which is another dealer fee, hidden $7.99. And there may be more when you go into the box. Uh, so uh, yeah. that's uh, standard operating procedure among all dealers. Uh, this uh, graphic display of cars you can buy uh, that you can't buy because those models, models aren't eligible is what set them apart. It's it's one thing if they have stock images and there's equipment they you know they can't change yeah. the picture maybe it has yeah. wheels that you're not going to get. Yeah, here's here's the ad if you want to see what we're we're talking about here. And those models there that see the pictures and you see the ad, none of those are eligible. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted the Altima and uh, none of those three vehicles that they advertise with these specials with no disclosure, no disclaimer. And that's uh, to me, that's the worst thing about this whole shopping report. Maybe next to nobody wearing a mask, but that's not part of the buying process. So let's uh, take the votes. Who's uh, I got two grades that came in. Anne Marie replied right away with an F. She says that's really rock bottom. And I'm sorry, they earned an F in a rock bottom spot on the do not buy list. And Jonathan in Wellington says bait and switch, illegal and just wrong. Grade F, stick that in your curve grade and smoke it thank you jonathan <laughs> you got any, uh, well i've got uh kyle f i'd rather buy a scooter than buy from a dealer with an addendum label <laughs> and donovan total f the state ag needs to start to go after these dealers for this horrid practices mark ryan f for false advertising karen a big fat f mm. Well, Nancy, how okay, about you? Okay, um, real quick, um, Earl talks about the only one car available at ad price and uh, so many other scams you can go to Earl on cars and catch all that. As far as the mystery shopping report is concerned, uh, I'm going to give uh, Ashley Jack. 
I'm going to Attorney General Ashley Moody. I'm going to give her a little bit of air time here and ask all of you consumers to uh, give her a call. And you can do that by calling 850 4300. 850 4300. 4 Yes, 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3